you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy Ice Cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Standing six feet nine inches tall, this brother frequented his neighborhood courts to get his recreational hoops on. In middle school, his confidence grew, not off the round ball, but with the pen, after he earned an A off an essay he scribed. That confidence, instilled by his teacher, sparked a curiosity in him that years later resulted in the creation of his own hoop site called davesjoint.net. A walking high school hoops encyclopedia, He'll give you the lowdown and recent highlights of most standouts straight off the dump. You can find him at most local tournaments and notable games, interviewing players and crafting content for his blog. On this episode of Dribble and Dimes, we kick it with writer, entrepreneur, and owner of Dave's Joint, David Cordova. So, yo, what up? This is Manny Digital. This is Emilio the Poet. And today we are in 103.9 FM studio here, 34th Street, Midtown Manhattan. Yes, sir. Maybe I gave up too much information. I don't I think know, Radio right? Josh everybody really, knows now. <laughs> I don't really think that they give up like addresses. Yeah, right. Does everybody know this? Like yo, I pre- yo, first first and foremost, let's kick this off right. I, I got to say big shout out to one of the, the talent here at the station. And she does many other things. But my homegirl, La Loca, catch her 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. every weekday. Here on 103.9 FM in New York. Um, I know we got people listening from all over, but yo, look, I thank you. I really yes, let's give you. it up. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for having us here. She, she invited us, invited, us, uh, invited us into the studio. And if you know anything about struggling podcasters, you know that it's always hard to get resources and do things and whatnot. So we got to give her props. Dribbling so, Dimes is looking up. Word. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm Manny Digital. I'm Emilio the Poet. And Emilio the Poet is in the house. That's right. And today we got a special guest. Um, he's I call him a fan. Like there's a fan exchange, right? Because we 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 fucks with his shit. He's fucking with dribbling dimes. Um, he's actually surprisingly a, a young. I don't want to call you up and coming per se, but like because you're young, mm-hmm. I thought it was even more interesting what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with us today is Dave Cordova from Dave'sJoint.net. Welcome. Oh, All right. Welcome, thank you, welcome. thank you, fellas. Thank you for having me. Yo, so so just if you haven't seen this gentleman, so this gentleman is uh, a specimen. He stands about what six five, six nine. Whoa, that's what six nine looks like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was saying the same thing to myself downstairs. You know what it is? You know what it is? Doing this podcast, we get to be around so many tall dudes. Now six nine doesn't look as intimidating as it Word. used to. <laughs> it's true. So yeah. yeah. Oh damn. Okay. So. <laughs> Samari so Stoudemire. Yeah, yo, you, you <laughs> you're Amari Stoudemire, Tracy McGrady. So, so tell me, you're from the Bronx? Yes, I am. Born I, and raised. Born and raised. Cordova is? 
Hispanic. From? My mom's from Honduras. Yep. Where's, where's your dad from? Costa Rica. Oh, Damn, that's bro. fly. Yeah. Man, Neighboring countries. Like, ever, yeah. forever. Central okay. America. That's dope, that's man. That's what's up, brother. Yeah. That's what's up. So you born, So that's interesting. That immigration story has got a lot into it because I don't know too many Costa Ricans that, are, yeah. that end up in the Bronx yes. or Honduras Agreed. for that matter. Agreed. But you're 6'9". That's not mm. common with Central American folks. Yeah. Did you play ball? Like, what? What's? Let's get into it a little bit. Like, how did you end up six nine? And I hope you utilize that height for something more than just reaching tall shit. <laughs> um. Yeah. So when I was younger, I did play basketball, and I have genes. Um. As far as my height, my family, um, on both sides of the family, they're tall. Okay. Really? Yeah. Are you the tallest of this tall bunch? I believe so. Yeah. Cause I don't, I can't picture nobody being bigger than six nine in your family. Yeah, there's not I can't too many do it. <laughs> tall people in my family. I guess I'm the tallest. But yo, but you said this is this is what trips me out already. Mm. You said you used to play ball when you're young. What you old now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at you like you a baby. Like when I was in high school, oh, I played like, like little tournaments. Week. Yeah, like little tournaments and stuff like that. But right. as far as school, I only made it as far as ninth grade JV. Okay. After that. Grades started slipping, and then you can imagine what happened from there. Yeah, your parents was not fucking with that, so it was well, like my mom. She, my mom, I, I, all my life, my mother raised me. So okay, right. but I mean, it wasn't really, it wasn't really her. It was just the grades. I slipped, I slipped up, and then after a while, I started losing the love for playing the sport. Mm-hmm. And then you know, later on, I wound up being, you know, going into the sports writing route. Mm. Okay, so how does how does a kid from the Bronx end up just stumbling into writing about basketball well sports in general but i mean now more specifically i think you focus primarily on basketball right right so how does that how does that even become a thing well it all started i guess in middle school when i was i think probably sixth seventh grade or whatever i wrote an essay about you know a fictional character playing for the trenton thunder Mm -hmm. and i got an a on that that's probably like where my first um my first Hint at writing came, and then when I was younger, I also read used to read the paper, like the Daily News, the Post, you know, whatever was available. So that's probably why I loved um why I love writing so much. And I even used to I remember I had this scrapbook, like I used to have so much so much stuff that my mom would want to throw it out. So she let me get this clipboard. I'm sorry, not clipboard. Like um, what's those things that you use to like to cut um to cut and paste stuff like that. Uh, uh, scrapbook, 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 right? Scrapbook. scrapbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, and in those scrapbooks, I, I even had like stuff of NBA players from the two thousands, and even high school guys. Like back then, so you were just combing through the newspaper, right? And magazines, I assume, like Slam, possibly, correct? And you just clipping stuff that piqued your interest. Yes. Huh. So what? What? What made the cut? Like, why would you choose one clipping over another? Because. If you go to, if you turn to the sports section, at least you know back in the day you were doing it. Right. There was a lot of write ups about a whole bunch of different stuff. So what made you decide what to cut out? Well, I mean, I didn't really decide. It was just random. Okay. And one of the um, one of the like a couple of the articles that I cut out and pasted in there was Rice High like guys from Rice High School, like let's say Curtis Kelly, Edgar Sosa, mm-hmm. Kashif Pratt, and then guys from St. Raymond's, you know, stuff like that. Nice, nice. And you grew up nearby St. Ray's, off the 6th train. St. Ray's is about 15 minutes away from me. So the closest closest community center to me was St. Mary's Rec Center. Mm. And then um, 
I remember when I was young, probably my teenage years, there was a team called Next Generation. One of the guys that played for them was Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah, that's I didn't dope. know this. And a lot of people may not know this, but Kyrie's father is actually from Mitchell, Mitchell Projects. Mitchell Houses, yeah. Yeah, where he grew up with Rod Strickland, who's his godfather. Yeah. And to that's be funny. honest, there's also um, Kyrie and Rod, they actually host a tournament um, on IS-162 right around St. Anne's Avenue. You that's just, you just. by the way, I just want you to know what you just did, right? Hmm. You just spoke future guests into existence right now. <laughs> that's right. Rob yeah. Strickland, Kyrie three Irving. dudes right now. You just mentioned that. Word. Mm. They have to come on the show. That's now. right. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Yo, you know what? I, what I found very interesting, I have a lot of different questions, um, but so what I'm interested right now is what is it that made you lose your interest of playing the game but still kept you involved in the game as far as talking about it? You know what I mean? Because it's like you detached from one area, but you still didn't detach completely. And I'm I'm mm. curious as to what what was that? that well, happened. 10th grade, I remember that, uh, let's just say the first moment, because, well, actually, let me let me go back. So, 9th grade, I went to this school in Harlem called um, Urban Peace Academy. And then when I got there, not too long after, they I found out that the graduation rate was too low and they decided to shut the school down. So... My second, my my first chance, my first choice was to go was to Rice High School. I even did an admissions exam and everything, but you know, as with a lot of Catholic schools, you guys experienced it going to St. Ray's. Like tuition was high. Yeah. And then my little brother was born, so I think I decided to do a public route. I ended up going to Eagle Academy for young men in the Bronx. Um, it was a fairly new experience. Just like St. Ray's, it's an all boys school, right? An all oh, boys public that. school. Okay. You it's know, a charter school, I didn't right? know that either. No. Oh, it's public. I did oh. not know it was a public school or yeah. it was all boys. Yeah. Okay. How does it even work? But it's a rel- relatively new school, right? It's, it's not one of those like... They gr- it's they, new in comparison to a lot of established. Yeah, the so. first... The, oh, actually, the first... um. The first Eagle Academy, which I went to, opened up in 2004. Okay. And for years, they were... for The first six years of the school, they were in... um. Inside Bronx Law Governing Justice on 163rd Street, which okay. is literally down the block from Yankee Stadium. Yeah. So yeah, when I was when so yeah, going back to my story. So when I was in tenth grade, it was a new experience. You know, I ended up failing five classes. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck were you doing, bro? I, I, I mean, at first, like the work was hard, man. Like oh, so it wasn't like no effort. I mean, it's not I like tried. you cut school, but I even went to tutoring for everything and. Just didn't work out that way. So, okay. you know, then eleventh grade, grades still slipping. Twelfth grade, got eighties and on up, but by then it was too late. Got it. And um, you know, I feel like I still kept playing in tournaments and stuff like that. You know, like Dykeman, um, each one teach one. You know, shout out to Marv McCullough, alumni. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Yes. No, like little tournaments, stuff like that. Mm. And um, but then after a while, I the the la- well the last straw was when I went to college. I tried out for the team at SUNY Delhi, but by then I was too out of shape. Okay, soda is kind of like soda, sugary stuff is kind of like my best friend. It's a bad habit, but you know old habits are hard to break. So that's probably part of the reason why I wasn't in shape. And you know, yeah. So then again, it's like I still love sports, so I decided to stay in it. You know, and. So, the rest so, is history. So, you know, just I guess back to the question. So, mm. the the love the love affair with you playing, mm-hmm. f- it sounds like it faded when you didn't make that SUNY Del Del High team. Yeah, would you say that's true? That's absolutely. And so that, 
I guess that uh, sense of not failure, but like rejection, mm-hmm. right? Kind of put you off and was like, nah. Was it was it more like, yo, I'm done trying this shit because I keep getting people telling me no. Correct. Okay, so so then you was like, all right, fuck it. I'm a, but yeah. but it didn't drive you away from the sport entirely. No. It was just like, all right, I'm gonna just stop. I'm gonna hang them up. Try to go be on a like a. Uh, uh, an organized squad yeah. you're still playing on the side but then is that when you, the light bulb kind of clicked and you say you know what let me f- venture off into a different path pretty much yeah and then what you recalled 6th grade and you was like yo I did get that A <laughs> I wish I could go back <laughs> I wish I could go back 6th grade but um yeah you know that, you know I started um I started doing the um the journalism thing so basically I think it was yeah 2014 so and um at that time, like, I, as everybody knows, you know, you're on Instagram. I caught this website called Hardwood Insiders. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy by the name of Paul Johnson and Martinez Jackson, two guys from D.C., they ran the site. So, make a long story short. So, I go on their Instagram and I see credentials from all these high school events like Under Armour, Peach Jam, you know. Notable. The, the, yeah, notable events. And um, I commented and I wrote... Someday I wish I could go to these type of things or something to that effect. This is on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. And then Paul hit me up and the rest was history. Like he said, like basically send us your information. Yeah. After that, sent them the information, had an internship with them for a few months. And then, you know. That kicked it off. Yeah. Kicked it off for Dave's joint. So then I'm curious still about how did you fare on the court? Like, what kind of player were you, if at all? Do you feel like, you know, truth be told, like, were you getting your ass whooped out there in the court? <laughs> I'm, um, just, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm just, because I haven't stopped playing, even though I didn't make, I had NBA dreams. It's like pretty much, I think, every person yeah. that picks up a ball. And I'm just curious as to, like, you know, I like I didn't make my high school basketball team, for yeah. example. But I was like, fuck it. I'm going to keep playing, man. Um... As far as the player, like, I wasn't great, but I, I was kind of, like, more of a, like a role player. Like, I right. get you rebounds, I get you blocks, stuff like that. Right. But I'm, I wasn't no 2015, 20-point scorer. I probably scored more than 10 points maybe once in my life. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. You well, was more fair. banging, getting yeah. rebounds, cleaning yeah. up the dirty work exactly. type okay. shit. All right. Okay. That's fair. So, so I, I find it interesting that your sixth grade positive experience yeah. is what you remember to kind of be that spark that really kind of started you down this path right, right. uh for me so I, I went to a school named saint dominic we both did okay uh, in the bronx yes. and one of our teachers matter of fact it was exactly sixth grade for me her name mm-hmm. was miss hannon miss mm-hmm. denise hannon yes. mm-hmm. um shout outs to her yes <laughs> Uh, she was the one who instilled that confidence in me and my writing ability. Right. Mm. So same here. My my teacher David Berkowitz. Shouts to him. He was yeah. not the son of Sam guy, but there's a different dude named David Berkowitz. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was my teacher from seventh grade on up, and up on up to my graduation from two two four, of which I was part of the first graduating class. Oh, dope. My little brother goes to that school currently. He's gonna be in the eighth grade. But yeah, from there he um, yeah, like he fostered my writing. Like I remember back then, I wrote like I was illiterate. Mm-hmm. So if not for him, I don't know where my writing ability would be now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's critical. And, and I, I mean, for better or worse, like that experience 
has made me like super observant of grammar and punctuation and the utilization of all those things. Like I find so much importance behind it because one comma in the wrong place could set off that sentence and mean something completely different in, in a lot of cases. Right. So I, I, you know, I think that's a very cool like inspiration that you know a teacher had in your in your life because a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially where we come from. Mm-hmm. Teachers play such a significant role, and a lot of times it's to our detriment. Okay. Meaning, you know, they might just be shitting on us all the time instead of like yeah. trying to find that diamond in the rough. You exactly, know, what I'm saying and work yeah. with some some spark of because every kid that goes through school, there's something about them that is special, mm-hmm. right? There's there has to be. I don't care right. if you're an illiterate kid that you can't do shit. Mm-hmm. There's something about you that a teacher can use to help you grow as a student yeah and you know i didn't i can't say that i saw that a lot and i you know people i talked to and people that i grew up with i wouldn't say that teachers really cared about them like that right. mm-hmm. but to have that positive experience look how far it can take you that's you know true what I'm i so, want to add to that point because i too had my teacher was miss hannon as well and believe it or not re- even recently there's something that she said to me in the seventh grade that resonates to me to this day i remember my report card i had it for two years in a row um she wrote um, is great but has not reached its potential. And the word potential stuck wow. out at me. It's like you're telling me I'm great, and you know, but yeah. you haven't reached your potential. But there's room, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, what you? That can how have you a, like? You it's, it, yeah. it's still to this day, like it eats at me a little. Not eats, you know, it's not negative. It's just like a challenge. Like, yo, yeah, man, she you still got mu- yeah. something to give. More. <laughs> and to this day, like, I kid you not, seventh grade was on how many? 20 something years ago mm. I lost track 30 something years ago I try not to think about it yo we not age dropping right? right we youthful <laughs> anyway the point being is that is that you like my brother was pointing out you never know what, who plays a prominent role in your life absolutely forward. yeah and I think you know I, me being an educator as well I take that very seriously and, I, and I'm and i happy to report that people in our lives we've been lucky to have people like you have yourself people yeah. people in our lives and you don't know when they come from yeah. what age they are you know we yeah. had it in the 7th grade I've had others I had it in high school as well but still each one teach one man that's an important thing absolutely uh, before I continue and I, you know, I want you to drop something we did not drop his website I did you yeah, did Dave's, drop. Dave's joint.net. Dave's joint. Yo, and we can I, drop it again and again. I, yo, the reason why I say that is because um, you know, we were having this conversation coming up upstairs on this, you know, we was walking. Yeah. You had mentioned something to me. I know I'm I'm flying around. That's how I it's do fine. it. Yeah. Pisces over here. So <laughs> uh, anyway, the point being is that you mentioned something to me which kind of stuck in my head as well. Mm-hmm. You said you wish there were still newspapers. That is true. There's still newspapers, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying like it's not prominent like it used to be. Because I used to be one of those guys that I would buy the paper mm. just to check out the box score. Yeah. I was one of the but, we but you mean it from the high school basketball yes. co- uh, standpoint? Right. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Okay. Like today, like let's see. All right. In the New York City scape, scope of things. So in New York City, we have the Knicks, Nets, Liberty right? yep. in basketball. You have... Jets and Giants. Wait, you forgot? Oh, no. Okay, I thought yeah. I, you said that. <laughs> You're talking about so you pro got, teams right now. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. you got the Jets and the Giants in football, Mets and Yankees in baseball, right. Rangers and Islanders in hockey, hockey, Red Bulls in soccer, and you have seven Division One teams in New York City. So, obviously, these papers probably feel like, yo, like there's no really no use in doing high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Or probably like from what I, I remember a couple of years ago, um, the Daily News laid off pretty much everybody the that they had writing for them in, as far as high school. Yeah. And the Post crazy. did too. So 
That's why there's nothing. Like, Westchester County and Long Island, they still have high school sports, but they have a need for it. Like, Westchester, they only have the Knicks and the Liberty. Um, Long Island, they still have the Long Island Nets, but, they're but you know, outside of Liberty, those other two teams are minor league teams. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but high school, high school sports is king out there. Right. But it's but to me it's like it's an excuse, right? right. Cuz I get it. <laughs> Newspapers are going through a lot of shit and they've been going through a lot of shit for Absolutely, quite some time yeah. cuz they they were hard-headed and didn't want to convert to digital until it was like too late. Right. <laughs> I get all that. Right. But at the same time, they're still making crazy dough. They are. At the end of the day, yeah. right? And even if you and you just brought up a great example, right? If if I'm the daily news and I, I don't check the daily news like that, so maybe they right. do have some of this. But yeah. let's say they don't. Right. They don't cover any high school. Let's just assume, mm-hmm. right? What does it cost them to partner with a Dave's Joint, mm. right? Or whatever the local paper is in Westchester that's mm-hmm. covering high school sports in Westchester of some sort of, you know, significance, right? Right. Or even like... Yo, there's tons of people when I go to the Catholic high school games. Right. There's tons of people doing some sort of coverage. Right. Why not tap those resources? True. And break them off like, I don't know, a, a, a little stipend. Something. Then on top yes. of that. Agreed. Then also, now there's more cameras around. There's Everywhere. mixtapes. There's photographers. So that's why they're kind of delving into, you know, your the last part of your stage name, digital. Right. right. You know, so that's what's going on. You know, everybody wants to have the highlight tape. So I guess kind of kids are not really um, looking at as far as the paper anymore. Unless mm. it's about them or somebody close to them or it's interesting. Right. You're saying because like an Instagram, for instance, becomes the de facto source. Exactly. Now because, or Twitter. Or Twitter, right. Because sense. now I can go, I'm at this game, I catch this highlight, I right. tag so-and-so who did it. Right. And that's now going viral somewhere. Yeah. It's true. But but there's so much that's missing from that, right? Yeah, that's true. Like the statistical relevancy of whatever yeah. took place. Um, Storylines. Like, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, and like the rankings and all this fanfare Agreed. that used to be really significant. Well, those rankings are still around, but on ESPN. But on ESPN. Right, right, right. But let me just say this, because uh, we, we frequented a lot of uh, St. Raymond games this past season. Yeah. Um, and I got to be honest, man. I had come back after so many years of not being asked <laughs> for the high school right. game. And we were both stunned and blown away. Like, I had a ball every time. I was out there screaming more than than, than, than parents out there, yeah. you know? But, <laughs> so I lived it. You know, I lived it. I, you know, obviously, because it's also my alma mater. But to be honest, the quality of the game was great. And I think, yeah. you know, we ended yeah. up going to playoff games. I was like, shit, I'm, I haven't been excited like this yeah. to go. To a game, period. Going you know? to Fordham. Yeah, those but, games are exciting. But I say this to say this. We live in a completely different era than the one we grew up in. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that we got to take advantage, full advantage, of what's now. Yeah. If high school is not prominent in digital, then we need to recreate that. Absolutely. And I think what you're doing is, <laughs> per se, that is what you're doing. I you try, know? I try. <laughs> but, but, that, but, but you got to start somewhere. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you do. As far as the you know the daily news of the world and posts, listen, man, everything changes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You could be the new post or daily news. You know why not? You know, as far as the high school game is concerned. Well, and I'm not, <laughs> not, not to shortchange you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not being. I'm trying to try and blow smoke. <laughs> no, no. I'm dead serious. Like, I'm not. I don't look at life anymore. Like, oh my God, nothing is nothing's possible. Like, dribble and dies. We start off an idea. My brother and I just talking about like what yeah. we what we're gonna do. We're talking about hip hop or basketball. Basketball is something that we can talk at the drop of a dime. Yeah. Hence, dribble and dimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then so um 
So this is what I'm saying. Like, we birthed an idea, and now here we are. You know, who knows where this takes us? Who knows where Dave's joint is yeah. going to take you? So Absolutely. I think it's important that we do what we can what we, with our resources and build upon that. That's right. my point. You have something to say. Yeah, no, I know. I'm curious because it's... So you start... And remind me again the name of the... It was Hardwood... Insiders. Hardwood, hardwood Insiders. Yes. Are they still around? Yes. Okay. But do you work with them at all? Anymore? No. Okay. So they gave you kind of your shot, right? Yeah, the, to, they, they, they started everything off. To, to kick things off. Yeah. How long has Dave's joint been around? Four years. All right. So in four years... Well, first of all, the decision for you to say, you know what? I'm going to go out and do this. Yeah. Right. right. What... Because it... For somebody who's looking at it now, right? You go to the website. Mm-hmm. It, it might seem relatively easy for somebody to do. Not understanding the planning that it takes to create yeah. this. You know, the semi-necessary technical knowledge that's necessary to put it out. There's a lot of little things that when you ball them all together, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that has to happen. Just yeah. like the creation of Dribble and Dimes and you know, every every little aspect, you got every attention to detail, you got to pay attention. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what made you say, you know what, screw this, I'm going to go jump in, into this ocean over here and, and get this popping. Like, what was your thought process behind that? Well, one day I just felt like, you know, I might want to start something. And a lot of people, you know, that I came up with, they said, yo, you should start your own thing. You could be the next uh, the next Tom Kinchowski, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So I figured, you know, I figured I'd start something up. And then four years later, it is what it is now. Hmm. But yep. what, was that, what was the early stage like? Like, how did, how did you go? How did you crawl, walk, run? Because now you're kind of running. How did that crawl begin for you to actually, like, do you remember the, the, the inception of this whole thing? Well, the inception basically was I went on like I fig- I was thinking about going on any site to just create something, mm-hmm. and then I found WordPress. Yep. And I kind of like started writing everything. The, my I remember the first event, the first thing I wrote about was this showcase called Unsigned Hype. So basically, this is like a a showcase for high school seniors trying to find a school. You know, it's run by James Barrett, who's the assistant coach at Seward County Community College in Kansas. Oh, okay. So, yeah, ever since then, you know, like, just recently I wrote my 400th story. Wow. wow. That's a milestone. Yo, congratulations, Thank you. man. Four yeah. years, four, so damn, 100 a year. Yeah. Average. Yo, Not I just, bad. I want to say this real quick, which, yo, I, lo- I love what I'm about to say right now. <laughs> love yourself. I love it. Yo, <laughs> yo, no, you see how we were told, see how we, we were regularly... Talk NBA talk like yeah. he and I we go back and forth. Yeah. He's a Nick, huge Nick fan, mm-hmm. and so what it is is that I was asking. We were just talking about RJ RJ Davis, Barrett. yeah, Davis. Oh, Davis Davis from he he actually that was a previous Stepanak. Yeah, he's yeah, also Stepanak. dribbling dimes, dribbling dimes mm-hmm. alum. He came on the set, but this is what the dope thing was. He actually named him. He's like, oh yeah, RJ RJ was on your show, right? You guys, and he goes, yeah, he was just at AAU and he dropped thirty five and ten. Today at Peach Jam, yeah, oh. I was like, "Yo, but see, this is what I'm talking about, though, because that's something that's missing for me. Yeah, I would never think to even follow up with that kind of information because that's just not privy to me. It's not yeah. something that is second nature for me to reach. Yeah, you know, where you have like, for example, the Score or ESPN app or something like that to where you can find Bleacher Report. Yeah, yeah. Bleacher Report, that, I found that NBA out. stuff yeah. like that. You're like, you're the next that. Be that. Yeah, you're that. Well, I found that <laughs> out through D1 Circuit. So they they basically. Um, anything Nike EYBL related, yeah. they got. 
Oh, okay. Is, is yeah. it, say one more time. Is that a- so? D one circuit is a website. Like basically, all the scores, all the stats, they have that for Nike EYBL. Dope. So they cover that for all yes. the EYBL across the country. Yes. Wow. That's for dope. all the teams that are involved with the EYBL. Okay. That's dope. By the way, I just shameless plug. That was uh, R.J. Davis from Stepanak High School. Yes. Episode seven alumni of yes. Dribble and Dimes. Yes. Along with Coach uh, Mazzaroni. Yes. Let me tell you, exceptional young man, exceptional coach. I expect to see that coach in the NBA. I told him that straight out. <laughs> I know I'm probably talking a lot, but no, yo, that's real. I swear that's I feel real. it. And with that young man, I expect great things. I just hope what I hope most is that he's healthy. Because you never know in this kind of sport, yeah. a freak accident could really ruin yeah. your chances of a career. Other than that, I think his talent is there, in my opinion. I'm not comparing it because I haven't seen the entire pool, and I'm yeah. pretty sure you're more privy than I yeah. am. And I'd actually like to d- pick, I would like to pick his brain about that specifically. Let's get it. Where, so do, you, where do you see my man RJ in terms of the pool, the collective that you've witnessed or have know of? Where do you see him? Right now, it's hard to tell, you know, because he's young. You know, anything can happen. Like, I don't want to say NBA just yet. Right. But I want to see how he does in college first. For sure. Right now, like, there's a lot of colleges. And probably after Peach Jam, more and more schools are going to zero in on him. Like, I remember the date, the last time I was out at Stepanak. So, I walk into the building, and I see um, the the head coach, Archie Miller, and Mm -hmm. the assistant, Bruiser Flynn, talking to his father. It was that day that they offered him. Oh, that's and then he also had Georgetown, Notre Dame, Northwestern, Kansas, all there to see him. It was an open gym. Wow, that's so yeah. dope, man! Wait, it was just an open gym for run yeah, for the whole yeah for for the, the the whole team. Okay, so that was like I think, a practice. Yeah, and they invited everybody over. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, damn, that's dope, man. Yeah, that's dope. But you know, again, like. I just did I cut you off? No. All right. What I was gonna say was I think the the reason why we're not so privy about high school stuff is because mm-hmm. we don't know about people like yourself. Right. We don't know about people like us who yeah. actually attend the games and are excited, genuinely, yeah. not like yeah yeah. My, <laughs> yeah. Like genuinely, it was a dope game. Like for real. I'm gonna be honest. I had my little like you know it's high school. You know the kids. But yeah. I didn't yeah. you didn't take it that serious. I didn't take it serious. Right. I'm not gonna lie. Before I went again when we started going, I was like yeah okay I'll go because I'm a model. But y'all was like, yo, these guys can play. That's that's actually a good point. (laughs) um, You know, we were more heavily into high school ball when we were in high school. Yeah, right. That's true. Because you're the fanfare around it all through the halls of your school, and obviously your your school team. It was big back then. And the headlines around, like, yo, they're going against such and such. Yo, you know, we got to big them up or whatever. Right. But then afterwards. You like fade away, and then yeah, you consider true. it like college and the serious. NBA become more relevant. Right, right. But yo, it's such a it's such a mistake. If you're a hoops agreed, head, agreed. it's a mistake to ignore the yeah. high school ranks. You can't you can't? It's especially now. So like, l- let's talk about this for a second because right. we, I'd say we haven't really gotten maybe Chucky Martin. Uh, one of the episodes probably shouts hit it. to him, man. Yeah, yeah shout out to Chucky. Chucky, man. He probably el- most eloquently described what's going on. But like right. for for me and for my brother, it's confusing to us why New York hoops, right? Mm-hmm. And I- I'll say even a little bit larger to call it tri-state area basketball yeah. is not as significant on its own merit as it used to be, mm-hmm. right? We can call it back in the day it was the mecca, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but. The distribution of talent is, you know, 
spread oh, out. It's crazy, yeah. right? But you find after the fact, like Mo Bamba is a good example, right? right. Yeah, he Mo went Bamba's to school. In, he's from Harlem. Yeah. Right. Nobody even knew that shit. That's a good point. Outside of his block, I had pr- no idea. pretty much, or outside well, the city for that matter. I had no I, idea. I wouldn't even say the city because yeah. you got many people who didn't even realize he was a product of New York. Yeah, I agree. in New York, me. until after me, yeah. until he was like in the NBA. practically going to the NBA. Right, that's happened yeah. to me. And then the song comes out with uh, Sheck West and them yeah. cats. But like Sheck West, yeah. So I'm like, yo, we can't. Like it's too late. Mm. Right. We got to see this kid develop and and. Support this dude right. early, right? But we don't have that opportunity anymore because you got programs that are snatching kids and all this other stuff, sending them away. Yeah, which I mean, like I said, if I'm a parent and a school comes and they're offering my kid all these advantages that they may not see in the inner city, right. it's hard for me as a parent not to allow that to happen. Yeah, but yo, we got to do better if that if we're competing against that, mm-hmm. we got to do better in the inner city, right? Because right. there's nothing, yo, I guarantee. All the, all the old school cats that we've had on the show will tell you <laughs> right. point blank. There is nothing like having your block, your yeah. city, represented, repping you when you were middle school, bro. Absolutely. And moving on through. Come That's on, right. dog. I just, I, I'm sorry, man, cut you because I'm excited to say, like, I think that high schools throughout our trial state needs to step it up in terms of endorsing the game itself. Like, I'm talking about. Yo, we gotta turn this shit into our own ESPN type of joint. Like, yo, we could though. I'm it talking about like, yo, RJ Davis um, shouldn't be a dude that me and you, us three, talk about. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, popularity wise, it's not widespread. We gotta pump this kid up and have highlights before the game. Like, yo, check out our like Instagram for example. Yeah. Check out um Stepanak featuring RJ Davis who dropped 38 yeah. against uh Ohalos to call it whatever and have a little clip for him like two or three dunks or passes. I don't make it hype because yeah. that's what we. Initially, that's what we're doing for the NBA anyway. Right. They don't need no help with millions. Yeah. And I love the NBA. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch because I love the game. Yeah. But I'm not. This is the point is that we got to borrow from that shit there that we're watching already, that we love already. And we got to adapt it to the game of high school mm-hmm. or even middle school for that matter because I know you cover more than just high school. But that's, and that's dope, by the way. I, yo, I, I commend college you. College basketball, too. So. And college basketball. Look and at nationally, that. right? Hmm? You cover all over the place. It's not just New York. I get wherever I could get to. Like right. I'll get up to Philly. Okay, you know some good leagues. Well, a couple leagues out there. So the, there's the chosen league, mm. and um, out there it is what it says chosen. So basically, the players are chosen to play in that tournament. Like you can't no, not just any. It just can't be anybody that can get on the team. Like so, who who are the from shot Philly, callers? Is a guy named Raheem Thompson. He's also from the Bronx. Oh, okay. Oh shit. He's been living. He's been living in Philly since he was 13 years old. Okay. So like he's been running this tournament since 2002, and a lot of players came out from under that league. Kyle Lowry, um, Malik Waynes, um, Ben Simmons even came out to the tournament last um, Mm. a couple years ago. But yeah, anybody that you can think of from Philly came through that tournament within the last 15. So he handpicks those people and they they get it on. I guess the teams handpicked the people. Got you. Got yeah. you. How how do you get like um like what is your thought process in terms of attending one of these uh league games, etc.? Like what like you know what I mean? Like what like you know, I'm sure there's hundreds. Like what like okay, why that one? Like what what went what was the thought process? Well, tournaments and stuff like that, I just go. You know what I'm saying? So like I just go for the, Yeah, I just go for like the talent just to see these talented players on there. But um 
summer basketball is basically what I and a lot of people live for because you get to see the jelly fams, the bucket fams. You know, you get to see these kids when they're out of school. Mm. And when AAU is over, obviously, the kids are going to the park tournaments. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. in New York, we have Dyke. We have a whole bunch of tournaments. You have Dykeman, Gersh, Lincoln Park, Tri-State, um, Entertainers, 155, Watson. Watson um, and even, you know, the smaller tournaments. In, in Jersey, you have um, the Hamilton Park Tournament in Jersey City. You have... And there's the Pro-Am. It's called... Um, it's something that Tim Thomas is involved with now. Oh, really? In Jersey? Um, yes. In, in, in East Orange. Okay. Yeah. What's the name of the tournament? I'm That's sure. okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll catch it on Dave's joint. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yo, that's yo Hoopsville. That's what that's the name of it. Hoopsville. Oh, okay. So Isaiah Briscoe just played in that recently. Oh, he dope. dropped thirty. Jesus Christ. Yo, you be pulling these stats out. I was just gonna line. say, I was just gonna say, yo. We're gonna have to fact check that. Yo, that word, word, way too let easy. me tell you something. This man pulled out like twenty names in a span of thirty minutes. I'm over here still trying to think uh, of, yo, of a name. I'm like, yo, I'm forgetting my high school teacher's <laughs> names. Never mind actual names. <laughs> like, yo, are you kidding me right now? This guy's like a walking encyclopedia. Stop it. Stop it. I can't. <laughs> so so what drives you? Like when you wake up in the morning, right? I'm assuming you're working on, on your craft every day. Right? Right. So when you wake up in the morning, what's your process as it relates to like Dave's joint and the, the basketball culture that you're investigating? Well, basically, like right now, I'm I'm basically backed up on a lot of articles that I've done. So, like, basically, like, let's say if I put um an article out Monday, yeah, you know, and I feel like it's doing really, really good. I'll wait maybe two, three, four days to put out another one, you know, and then like the creative process is like writing. Like sometimes I get writer's block. It's tough, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to just get started on something. And then finish it. So, like, I don't know what I got to do. I just got to listen to music, watch a movie, get that create, get the creative juices flowing in order to do my thing. Right. And then, you know, like, I download all my all the audio interviews onto um, iTunes. Okay. To um, yeah, to iTunes, and um, I do what I do. And sometimes it'll take me at least two hours to finish what I do. It, but you know. That's how you got to do it. You know, you got to create, yeah. you know, creating is everything. So uh, I have a question about that. So as far as, you know, your content, right? Mm -hmm. So you're typically writing things of what you've seen. Or yes. Most likely that you've attended, correct? Yeah. Plays so, that I've interviewed or, or things that I've attended. Okay. So here's where I'm at. So let's, for example, let's say you drop content number one. It went, it went well. Mm -hmm. You already have a plethora of things in the back end yeah. already to choose from to which drop content number two absolutely because of let's say one league attendance that you went through right you went to walk me through the process so you're watching the game but you're also interviewing folks after yes. the game okay so yeah. like tell me about that like you're you picked a player that you know the best player or what well not not exactly the best player but somebody i've been watching for a while like i try to basically like a lot of the kids already know who i am okay so it's like oh, okay dope. yo that can is I dope I'll just walk up to them, make conversation, and be like, oh, can I, you know, can I, um, can I ask you a few questions? And they'll do it. Mm. Whereas with somebody else, with some of the bigger entities, a lot of these media guys will just do whatever they can to exploit the kids. Yeah, totally. Right. And, you know, those kids, kids today, 
that are getting notoriety, they've been taught not to trust the media. Right. And I'm trying to change all that. I'm trying to be the kid's advocate. Like, let's say if they ever want to say something to me, you know, that they don't feel comfortable talking to anybody else, you know, I'm their confessional. You can talk to me about anything, you know. That's 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 interesting. So I I feel that way about dribbling dimes in a lot of cases, right? Like, I, I hesitate sometimes when I approach somebody um, it doesn't stop me, but I, initially mm-hmm. I, I hesitate because I'm like, yo, I don't want to come off like I'm trying to get some like yeah. TMZ type right. shit, right? And then exploit that situation <laughs> yeah. and make myself look bigger because I got some salacious, scandalous exactly. shit. Exactly, right. And then to their detriment. That's not what this yeah, is about. For sure. Um, and, you know, for instance, if we got somebody who might have had like a fucked up past that right. comes on, right? <laughs> I'm not going to be asking questions about all that shit that's probably out there in the media unless right? they want unless, unless they want they, you to know that exactly because right. that's another thing right so yeah. like they might be saying you know you know Dave right let's say Dave was a fucking amazing ball player Dave had some dirt you know shit that yeah. popped up right and that's been exploited but Dave never really got to tell his side of the story exactly so if Dave wants to use this medium as a place to talk about like his story about right. it up to him yeah, I'm completely open for that, but that's not my aim. My aim is really, literally, I want to know how the fuck you got into hoops, yeah, and how you made it to where you are today. Like, exactly, I want to know that journey. Yeah, right. and um, it's funny that you say that because there's this one kid that I want to tell you guys about. Um, he's a kid named Jawan Daniels from mm-hmm. Harlem, mm-hmm. 151st in Amsterdam. Great kid. He has an amazing story. So, basically, a couple years ago, matter of fact, that that time I went to Peach Jam in 2016. So. He had just finished, I think, his junior year at Teaneck High School in Jersey. And then around the time he's supposed to be at Peace Jam, he gets locked up. Wow. For gang assault, you know, wow. and a bunch of other charges. Like him him and like, I don't know, a bunch of other, him and about 20 guys got rounded up for, you know, stuff. Like the cops actually broke into his house. And, and snatched got him, him up. Snatched him up, wow. yeah. And then he had to spend a little over two months in Rikers Island. Wow. One of those days was his 18th birthday. No. Shut up. Yeah. He was on lockdown that day. Damn. The whole jail was on, was on lockdown. For his 18th birthday. So what, what happened to him? Yeah. Well, he I feel got, like you're going to leave me at a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, so he got out. He got, well, he's, well, he got out. You know, the, the judge gave him some leniency and changed, turned his life around. He got to finish high school. Mm. Got his, he got his associates. Now he's going to Prairie AM, M, Prairie A Prairie View A and M on a full scholarship. That's in Texas, wow. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout Great out to kid. Juwan Ju- Daniels, Juwan right? Juwan Daniels. Well, That's Texas, amazing, man. Yo, thank you for sharing that story, yeah. man. I hope Rags we didn't just riches. take a piece of content from no, 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 stash. no. He <laughs> actually, he actually reached out to me. You know, Dave, like, yo, I want to tell my story. Yeah, that's dope. This, that, and the third. That's, that's dope. dope, man. And then after Shout he's done out. telling it over there, yo, send him come over. Here. Absolutely, yeah. Third, We'd man. love to have him. T- tell me about. It. I'm just curious now. His game. Have you seen? You seen him play? I'm sure. Amazing player. What does he play? What position? Forward. Yeah. Mm. He's about, so he's there now. Like yes. That, okay. We got to well, check. We he will. Well, I'm pretty when sure he might be in New York. Yeah. But I'm saying when the semester starts, that's when yeah. he's playing. Yeah. He'll be playing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so tell me, New York, New York specifically. Actually, let's call it tri-state, right? Okay. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Yeah. From your perspective, who are the three or five cats that we got to be paying attention to that are still making their bones in the high school age range? Right. Well, right now, RJ's one mm-hmm. um, that is still in high school. Let's see. Uh, 
AJ Griffin from Stepanak. Okay. Um, oh yes, that's uh, uh, Adrian Griffin's son. Yeah, who yeah. played for the Bulls and Junior's yeah. brother that plays yes. at Illinois. He's still going back to high school, correct? Yeah, he's, he's a, actually a junior this coming this coming semester. Yeah, him and RJ, I think, are the same year. If I'm no, no, RJ's going to be a senior. Oh, yeah. okay. AJ's going to be a junior. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So damn, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I can't believe RJ's still like that's not graduated. Yeah. Um. There's actually a few. Um, Josh Gray, he's at the Knox School in Long Island, where Majestic Map is actually the head coach. Yeah, nice. boy. Shout out Majestic Same Map. Alumni. Same That's alumni. right. Um, there's two kids from Lujai. One is Zed Key, and then there's Andre Corbello. He mm. plays on the Puerto Rican national team. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they have New York Cats? Zed is from Long Island. He's okay. from Brentwood. Okay. Um, then that, that's New York. Um. Well, actually, there's one from one ki- a couple kids from Brooklyn. One is Jaquan Carlos. He plays at Thomas Jefferson High School. Mm, I don't know him. Okay, really, he's a really good point guard. You'll be hearing about him soon. PSAL cat. Okay. Yeah, and then there's another kid from an alternative school. Um, his name is Anthony Marshall. They call him Rome Bucket Fan Rome. Okay. So he's he's a special talent. Oh. And then there's Brooklyn Collegiate. Um, Majesty Johnson, a point guard from Harlem. Really, really good. That's interesting. This, I mean, you haven't even named one Catholic school yet. And I, I mean, again, I, I don't follow PSAL like that, but now you're making me want to. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because most people regard the, the Catholic high school league as the league. It is. But you just mentioned a whole bunch of cats that are phenomenal that in the are, PSAL. Not, are not. There's actually another St. Raymond kid that transferred into Brooklyn Collegiate, Teron Allen. I didn't know that. That's yeah. that's breaking news. Yo, breaking news. He was Yo. playing with St. Ray's last year? Yeah. Is he a Brooklyn dude? Yeah, he's from uh, Flatbush. Okay, okay, okay. That track is crazy. Yo, yeah. this is... this is. Oh. <laughs> Yo. What about Wings Academy? They got anybody coming out? Oh. I, know, I know they had uh, my man that said Gardner-Webb. You Jose Perez, yeah. Um, right now, well, they have this one kid. His name is Jose Cuello. He's um he plays on the Dominican national team. Hey. Wow, um, shout out. He's pretty cool. He's pretty good. Uh, Eagle Academy. They have um, Demarco Watson. His brother went to yeah he, he actually went to St. Ray's for a while. Okay, and then he transferred to Eagle Academy. Huh. Um, now as far as Catholic, um, there's Sean Fulcher. He's a Brownsville kid from Zaverian. Okay, and they have another Dominican kid, Jaden Pena. He's gonna start um playing varsity next year. This year coming up. Uh, so, Zverian. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty. There's still plenty of talent in the Catholic league, but it's just the reason why a lot of people don't know about the PSL is because they don't get as much publicity That's or right. promo as CHSAA. But right. there's definitely talent. Huh. Yo, you know what? Now, this is some. Uh, you probably already had this off, off, off your head because off rip, you've been yeah. off your head <laughs> this whole goddamn episode. I'm like, yo. <laughs> This guy, yo, I would like for you to start coming up with rankings yourself. I'm talking. I'm not talking about ESPN rankings. Oh, I'm not talking you, about you. Did you did say you wanted to be the next I'm Tom talk, Kachowski? No, I'm, yo, well, that no, history. that's what a lot of other people want me to be. But I, I think you also want it. Nah, <laughs> nah, I can't do. I can't. Tom Kachowski's a great man. Every no, time I see him, it's saint. all love. That guy's a saint. He is. He is a saint, and that's why I can't do what he does. Oh, okay. You know, Listen, bro, he doesn't even. He don't really like technology neither. He doesn't. Yeah, like, I remember I've been one time him crazy. And he's like not picking up the phone. Somebody used. Somebody asked him, Tom, when are you gonna get a phone? He said, When I'm six feet under. Yep. 
Facts. He don't do technology. <laughs> he don't do that. He moves like an old school hustler. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, the, the best man. drug dealer. He should. He'd be untouchable. Nobody. Word. <laughs> no disrespect, Tom. Word. Tom, no disrespect. Sorry, we still yeah, need yeah. you on yeah. Google and Word. 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 Exactly. <laughs> but here's my point, though. I, I, what I'm trying to get to is that, yeah. regardless of you not living up to Tom or whoever is, that's not the point I'm making. Yeah. I'm just drawing from your eyes, your perspective, your knowledge, what that is. I'm curious as a as just a basketball, like I, I'm I'm curious because I love basketball. Absolutely, you're giving me and people like me a perspective that we do not know. Yeah, because we typically we're just not going to those games. Yeah. like typically, I'm not saying we'll never go, but that's not something that we're looking to do. You're you're kind of exposing me. I'm curious because you do put in the work. You're there. And yeah. you're a credible source. Like absolutely, you're here, and a lot of people already know you throughout. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because this is why original point was going to be I'm, I'm thinking about maybe like you coming up off the top of your head with like a little all-star game right an all-star game of PSAL cats you know CH like Catholic League what have you mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm curious because I want to know not because of what we're seeing but because what you know to be the best talent in the tri-state or beyond, I think tri-state because I'm, I'm just curious of what we have home. Yeah. To my brother's point about Mo Bamba earlier, like, yo, yeah. I didn't know until at the end. I'm curious to be, and I want to know in the beginning. Come up with that. I would like to know what that is. You probably know right off the top of your head. Yeah, I'm thinking about, he can, I, yo, he knows it. I'm thinking about, right, yo, write an article. He's like, yo, I got no, that I got shit right you. now. He's like, yeah, he got all. I, I think he already named a He got all cats. like yeah. <laughs> 24. But yeah, you um, I guess you probably you guys probably want to know why prep school is more like people are more privy to prep school. Yeah. Well, the main reason for that is because they offer n- not much, not just exposure for the kids, but also a lot of kids might be struggling. And in New York City, people got it tough with the Regents. The mm. Regents is holding a lot of kids back from graduating. So that's probably an, a re- another reason why the kids want to go to prep because they got to escape. The regions, oh. Stepanak don't do regions no more. I didn't, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. they don't do. God, they, they, I think they abolished that a couple years back. Masseroni was telling me. Oh, so like when everybody out. else is studying for that test, they got all they got to do is final exam and final exams, and that's it. Yo, that's crazy. I thought that regions was the only way to get into colleges. Nah, not just for certain schools. Just don't do it anymore. As far as yeah, I think that's more of a, a state. Requirement. Yeah, exactly. But, but public the, schools got to do it. I'm just, I'm uh, mainly, I'm, I'm most, but there are Catholic schools that still do that. Yeah, I know Saint Ray's does. Yeah, right. But Damn. what I'm actually more shocked is that I didn't know that individual schools could actually abolish it. Yeah, I didn't know that. I either. had no idea. I thought that was like a state like law. Yeah, like, yo, that's a that's, that's a jewel right there. Probably because they're a private they're a private school. Right. Probably that makes sense. But still, I had no idea. I thought yeah. it does make you know separation of church and state. That makes sense. I just didn't think like I didn't even yeah, think it wasn't really that it wasn't even an option to fight like yeah. you know what I mean that's interesting and that man. might and probably that might help them get gain more school more kids mm-hmm. might you know what I'm saying the kids are probably like hey I don't want to do I don't want to do regents anymore I'll go there right I, yeah, so it makes a lot of sense so and, I, and it's like a new experience because right. that's that could be attractive I get that you live in like usually in the outskirts somewhere it's a campus kind of setup exactly it's beautiful to the eye. I, I get that part also. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. a different take on life. Like our when kids you do that. in the hood, they they need a different alternative, Agreed. and that's what schools like Stepanak, Iona Prep offer them. Mm-hmm. And right. St. Ray's, even though it's in the hood, 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a wonderful school, but if you can get kids to go to schools like Stepanak, Iona Prep, and even schools in Brooklyn like Poly Prep, mm-hmm. you go in there, it's like they have their own campus. Oh, I didn't wow. know that. Yeah, it's right in Diker Heights. Like <laughs> take the train to Bay Ridge, get on the bus, take to the school. You'll see a different. You you see like a different a different environment. Like you're not in the hood anymore once you step on that campus. Right. And then you got schools up in Riverdale. Yeah, I schools like in Manhattan, right. they give the kids different experiences. Like I actually went to um Poly Prep not too long ago, and I interviewed a kid from downtown Brooklyn named Max Ragusa. One of the questions I asked for him once familiar. I asked the um <clears throat> sorry one of the questions I asked him was why he wanted why he wears the number five. His story behind that is because I want to be a five star point guard someday. Mm, That's his goal. Got his goal on his back and front. That's, That's his dope. goal. Yo. You see, this the shit I mean right here. This yeah. the shit I mean. This shit inspired me. I will get the number five right now. Yo, and, and, <laughs> and for, for those of you listening, like if you didn't know Dave, hopefully this gives you a sense of who this guy is. Yo, he's not fucking around. Bro. Yo, he knows everything. He's, Yo, uh, he's, he's like, everything. I, you know, I I appreciate people like you Agreed. because. Same. You let your passion drive your energy to create, right? Oh, I love and it. and you and I talk to kids often. I talk to a lot of adults often about trying to find that passion, right? People mm-hmm. talk about that all the time, and it's really not easy for somebody to find out what they're really passionate about. It could yeah. take a lifetime. There's sometimes. a few of us out there that that um that that have that 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 goal. Um, it's me and a few um you a few of my friends that also that also are good creators. Um. My friend Shayla Diaz, she's from Bake. I'm sorry, Beacon, New York. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's um, up by me. Yeah. Oh, you live. You live in the I li- area. I live up in Rockland, but Beacon yeah. is. I know where Beacon is at. And then there's Jaquan Bowden, Hoop Dreams NYC. Mm. He's a writer just like me. He's from. Um, he actually graduated from SUNY Albany. He did radio when he was in college. Dope. So he's great. Uh, Hector Martinez, Moving Pictures. So he does video, um, and pictures. Mm-hmm. And then there's another friend of mine Jeff Armstrong his um his um so his handle is visions by Jeff Dope. an amazing photographer as well Damn, yo, crazy plugs everybody just, everybody check them yo, out yo let me tell you something man i cannot believe that you failed five classes <laughs> <laughs> this that was high a, school i don't give a goddamn but that wasn't his passion the classes school? was not fucking with his Yo, passion. I College just, was rough too, but I still, man, I still managed to get my degree in business management. Bam. Yo, of course. That's the least. She should have been a doctor or something. You're in the wrong. Yeah. Oh, yo, I'm dead ass. Yo, yo, your memory is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, yo, do I even remember all this shit? What's your favorite pro team, NBA, uh, NBA pro team? It used to be the Cavs when LeBron was there, but, you know. And, and today? Now? I have none. Why? I have none. No. You have no allegiance. What's your no. what's your what's your philosophy behind? Like what what why, as to why I don't have a team? Yeah. Yeah. What happened with you and LeBron? You guys fell out of love? Nah. <laughs> when you <laughs> say no, that, bro, that. the real reason for that is like the NBA to me now is kind of like a prima donna type of sport. Ooh. Like it's no is like you That's know, very interesting from a I call again, relatively young cat to say. It's a good it's it, I mean I like the NBA but there's no purity in it anymore. No. Nah. Like, that's why I kind of gravitate more towards college basketball, because it's like kind of like purity in that. Yep. But, I mean, also, there's there's this stuff about college basketball that makes you kind of cringe. Like, you know, all the scandals that have gone down mm. and everything. 
And, you know, I feel like college kids, like, these schools are using them for their likeness. They deserve better. They deserve more. Which, which, when you say scandal, I, I don't even look at them as scandals per se. They're mm-hmm. scandals because of the way the because NCAA of the way they publicize. But I feel like everything that um that just went down in the last year with the FBI, yeah, and all that, I yeah. feel like co- these coaches were doing nothing but trying to help these kids, hundred percent. But then greed and corruption got caught up, and then one this one guy that I know, you know, he's he has to do three months in prison now because of that, you know. He's also a St. Ray's alum. Yeah, nah, we could mention Book Richardson. Great man. Yeah, like, nah, he's an I knew awesome Book, dude. I'm, I knew Book since I was 13 years old. Wow. My wow. backstory on that is I met him in a supermarket on Cypress Avenue and 139th Street. And then basically he meets me and my mom in there. And I'm like, and I see his car and I'm like, you're the Book? Oh, shit. I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. But you know why? I mean, it's, it's hard not to say what's up to... At the time, he was probably good six five, six six. No, it's probably like you, six four. Right, but no, he. <laughs> ever <laughs> since then, ever since then, me and Book have been cool. So to see him in this situation is really saddening it's to fucked me. Up. It's really fucked sad because all he tried to do was help those kids. Yeah, hundred percent, right. man. Agreed. And it, when you was to, when we started talking about that, he's the one that I had in my head because right. I mean, again, I I've never met Book personally. Yeah, but to me. I know a lot of people that came out of St. Raymond's. I can't vouch yeah. for everybody, right? People are going to be people. They're going to make decisions. Sometimes they, they're shitty decisions. Yeah. Every Everybody that I've spoken to that knows book, that really knows book, right, um, has told me only positive things. And right? you won't hear nothing but positive and, things. And like intentions are pure yeah. behind what he Heart does and how he is, right, as a, as a man. So I know when you read through all the all the headlines, yeah. I know that what he was doing was from the best of places. The best right. intentions. And, and he was put in a situation, right? He was using a platform to yeah. try to help kids that ultimately, because of the bullshit framework that the NCAA has, exactly. kind of bit him in the ass. And That's right. what's fucked up even more, if you take a look at all the people that took the L, yeah, black guys. Of course. Yeah, the undefeated, they did a story about that about a year ago, that black coaches... Always the first ones to go down yeah, when a scandal hits. Always catch like, that domino for sure. A year, like years ago, back in 2003, there was a, a player that was murdered at Baylor University. His name was Patrick Dennehy. So the coach, Dave Bliss, he was happy about the kid's death because he tried to frame him and say that he was a drug dealer. No. What? Be- and the, re- the, thing, the reason behind that was because. The kid was supposed to play for him. He transferred from New Mexico to come to Baylor. Yeah. And at that time, the kid wasn't on scholarship. Long story short, he was paying for everything. The cou- the house, I'm sorry, the apartment, the car, tuition. Hmm. So he tried to cover it up like the kid was a drug dealer. Oh, So he wow. wouldn't get caught. Wow. And he tried to have the director of basketball operations who was working for him at that time, um, he tried to make him go along with it. And the guy was like, yo, I don't feel comfortable doing this. So he was like, so you want to get fired? He's like, no, I do not. Then, basically, like to ensure that he fell in line with that, he had, he had a paper on, on the coach's desk saying that, oh, basically, like he highlighted a part that said, head coaches reserve the right to fire and hire assistant coaches. So it's like, basically, like, yo, you better go along with like this. Or I will have you on the unemployment line. Wow. So... The director of basketball ops, his name was Abar Rouse. He had no choice but to get a tape recorder 
He hooked it up to himself. To protect, protect himself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what he did. Oh, and that's how that story broke. Yeah, oh. and then he he sent it. He, the 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 ops guy. He sent it to the FBI, and then the FBI reached out to Dave Bliss, asked him for his financials, and then that's when he knew the jig was up. Then he had to resign. Wow. The fallout from that was, you know, when you get when you get caught in a violation, you get like there's a period of time when coaches are allowed to they have to sit out. Yeah. So he got a ten year ban. But he ended up getting another job, not on the D, the D one level, but it was like the NAIA level. And then as a head coach, yeah. And then A Bar Rouse, the guy that turned him in, he got blacklisted, and now he's teaching at a federal prison in Texas. Wow, wow, that's, that's race for shit. your ass. Always veers as ugly Yo, as we head. can't we can't get a break, b. Yo, this is fortunate. Listen, man, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I, we've had so many different people come on this show. And um, I remember specifically Jared Lockhart recently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shout out to Jay Lockhart. I got a copy of his book. Me too. I'm actually dope. reading it actually, which is a pretty dope read, man. Dope. Shout out to you, brother. Thank you for the for the copy. And I just want to say this: he was hinting. We didn't get into specifics mm-hmm. all the way, but I yeah. remember him hinting about the uglies. He didn't mention it because he's you know he's a, he's of it. You know yeah, what I mean? He's in that world. You're not gonna yeah. tell on yourself, yeah. and you're not gonna you yeah. know. Well, we're not suggesting that he's involved in leadership. I'm not saying he's among the coaching ranks. Yeah, not in terms of anything foul on his part. I'm just yeah. saying, like you know, you you work in a particular field, you see some shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm yeah. pretty sure. And I remember just his interview. I remember feeling like there's something more going on here yeah. that we. I just you know he just and I respect the man's craft. I'm not insinuating that he knows something that I don't. I'm just saying it felt like that. You're putting two and two together for me yeah. and putting it in. I just feel like, yo, at the end of the day, man, this is what I see is, NCAA is a huge fucking corporation. It is. The fact that kids are not getting paid, we're talking about they're dragging this shit along in colleges. If, who knows how long this will take just to, to have that big corporation call from some fucking money for these kids for not for this situation for these situations not to be yeah. even for, existing yeah they shouldn't even come like, up like yo this is a billion dollar goddamn corporation they're making a lot multi. of money multi-billion come a on lot bro of money. and I understand it because th- this is the truth like it's not it's not black and white the reality is this when they start paying we're talking about huge amounts of money are going out. Yeah. And we're talking about base. I'm talking stipend. I'm talking stipend money. Give me $5,000 a semester or something. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know if that's what... Get that cost of attendance, yeah. You gotta have... They get that. But that's not enough. That's That's right. I don't think they deserve get rich money. Yeah, but but give them something that'll hold them down. They gotta gotta get something. Like something like per week or something. Some... I mean, and it should be sizable. It shouldn't be like, yo, minimum wage. I agreed. But because, yo, if you think about... Just on image and likeness alone they're like, getting there they're getting crazy way cake. way way and it's not like we're not the reality if you talk to any uh student athlete right especially in the in the major programs yeah they are hired guns yeah to showcase their program that's and what build their revenue for is. those schools that is their sole intention Agreed. yeah which is why they got two of their practices Bullshit majors that they have to sign up oh, for because they can't really hack a real normal college schedule. That's right. Yeah, like, and that's that's fine if that's the decision that they want to make. That's cool, but they got to be compensated adequately because yeah. a lot of them don't graduate. But and granted, course, yeah, you can make don't. the argument that they, they can don't. do more to graduate. That's yeah. fine. Right. But at the end of the day, many of them only have very limited options as to what majors they're going to jump on. Yeah, because like a lot of things are are crafted for them. Like right. They don't get they don't get a choice in doing this. Like 
I guess f- for for what it's worth, a lot of like basically like they don't have choices. Like a lot of things are done for them. Decisions are made for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So to to the point where they don't have a choice. They can't say I don't like this. They got like things. Like decisions are just made for them. Yeah, they don't have to. And as far as the coaches, I know a lot of them want to help the kids. The assistant coaches have it the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like they're the ones that have to go out and find the kids. They're the gophers. head coaches. Yeah, they're the gophers for everything. Yeah. And then it's like, let's say a coach, a coach gets fired. The head coach, they still got to pay him. He's still getting paid regardless until that whatever length of the contract runs out. Right. Unless there's a scandal. Like what's going on with Kevin Ollie? Right. They don't want to pay him his ten million dollars. That's crazy. Yo. And now, well, and then with the assistant coaches, the sad part is they don't see a dime. Right. They don't see yeah, a they dime when they get fired. As soon as that that firing happens. Yeah. Like then it's like they're scrambling trying to find another gig. You know what I'm saying? And then it's worth like the single coaches, they'll be all right for those that don't have families. But the ones that do got families, they they gotta suffer. Like they they gotta move, and then. They got to send their kids to other schools. Like, so they got it rough. Yeah, the whole life gets all flipped upside down. Exactly. So it's like, you got to sympathize with the assistant coaches too. Yes. More than the head coach. Agreed. Agreed. I, I have a question, a thought for everyone here. Um, so recently I saw DeMarcus Cousins come out and just flat out say, college is bullshit. Fuck, <laughs> fuck yep. college. If I knew what I knew now, I would have never went. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, you went to a good school, Kentucky, you yeah. know what I'm saying, John Connor Parry, et cetera. Like, yo, good, great situation, at yeah. least. And I don't think, by the way, just... I no, I'm not saying really, it was a specific about John Calipari. I know he loves Coach Cal. Yeah, yeah, this is not a knock on John no, no, Calipari. No, right, I'm just right. saying the idea that he came from a great prestigious program. From, mm-hmm. from the fact that he shitted on it. Yeah. Not, not necessarily... This is not about no, Kentucky. Not about Kentucky, This yeah. is just a general... He in general, yeah. He made a general service. So, I'm clear on that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, I said to say, what is you guys' take now of kids now playing overseas instead of by, you know, bypassing college basketball? For the, for the reasons that you've mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of scandals, a lot of fuckery going on in terms yeah. of kids not getting paid. Yeah. What's your stances on? I have my opinion. I want to kind of get an idea for yours. Well, my opinion is I feel like it's a good thing, you know, for those kids that actually have the opportunity and the talent to do that. However... I think it's also a bad thing because a lot of kids physically may not be ready mm-hmm. for pro, pro sports. Pro game. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like in a few years, I think the NBA is going to try to do the, the the back to high the high school on to the pros thing again. Mm-hmm. Right. That can that'll be good, but it's going to be bad cuz it's like a lot of as you see every year people go undrafted. Right. But now the NBA they're doing like deals <laughs> for right. like exhibit 10 deals and stuff like that to yeah. where you know guys could you know get contracts if they don't get drafted yeah. they probably send them to the G League develop them and stuff like that those two way contracts case in point Jalen LeCue love him yo he got a guaranteed deal Monsignor Scanlon well he wasn't an alum cause he left no he left but yeah. he, he did three years at Scanlon then went to the Christ School in North Carolina then did a post grad year at Brewster Academy mm-hmm. so I say, mm-hmm, like he got that good that. deal. He got that. that. He got that good deal. But honestly, at first, I thought NC State would have been a viable option for him. Mm-hmm. But I went to the um, the national prep showcase back in November in New Haven. Like a lot of people were questioning, like, "Yo, is he going to go to the league? Is he going to go to the league?" And then it's like a lot of these media vultures were like, "Yo, like, are you are you considering the draft?" Like I felt 
the pressure yeah. coming from him. Like he, f- like a lot of people. When people are asking you these questions, like it gets to you. Yeah, which goes you. back to why I'm asked why I was talking about the exploitation of the high school kids. Like they didn't. He, I guess he didn't feel comfortable. And after I was done, like I waited for these guys to do what they do, and then I swooped in and asked my questions like independently. So I told him like, "Yo, basically, like don't do what these other guys." Are asking you to do like do a decision that's gonna that you that you can live with the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Do what's gonna make you happy, mm-hmm. you know. And now he's and that's a Phoenix Sun. Yeah. What? Let me ask you a question. Well, I, I want to answer your question because I think it's an important one. Um, I didn't realize, and you might know a little bit more. I didn't realize in Jalen in Jalen Yeah, I said it right. Lequeux. Um, in his case, going undrafted, getting a guaranteed contract mm-hmm. to me was unheard of. I mean, you hear people getting picked up after and they'll get, you know, summer whatever. league. Yeah. So, right. You get a summer league invite, but even before the summer league started, he had that contract. Mm. How, how do you have any insight? Good agents. Um, I, that's what I think. Okay. That's how like the agents be finessing deals. Like I remember yeah. Angel Delgado. Yeah. Yes. From Seton Hall. Dominican guy. Yeah. Yes. He actually, Last year, the Clippers, they gave him a contract after he went undrafted. He was the NBA Rookie of the Year. I'm sorry, G League Rookie of the Year. G League, yeah, yeah. But recently, they waived him. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. But, um, I saw him what? in the heist the other day. Yeah. Maybe this guy just won the G League Rookie of the Year, and they waived him. Well, yeah. they, they got some things going on in the Clippers right now. <laughs> but I'm sure he'll get another shot. But, I mean, that I mean, just to have the opportunity to get a contract after you've gone undrafted. That's big. Yeah, like look at Fred Van Vliet. He just won a world championship. He didn't get drafted. But I think that's also what you guys are speaking. I I, I do understand. I just want to point something out. There's a lot of of general managers. This is where I'm at. General managers that are not good. At all. A lot. There's a lot. That's the real. That's the majority. That's the real thing we're missing here. Yeah. Because you're talking about 60. You got to pick 60 kids from thousands every year. Yeah. Thousands every year. 60. You're going to miss somebody. Not only that, but other teams are fucking up. And picking players have no business in in the draft. Like this guy right here. You know what I mean? And so that is what I've learned, you know, over the years. Like, yo, there's people that are in the back end. Like you said, Fred Vlam. Fred Van Fleet. Van, Van Fleet, Fleet, yeah, from the Raptors. Look at that, okay, I still fuck it. <laughs> I want to say Van Fleet. Or Van I want to say Fleet. Like, it should be Fleet. Yeah. yeah. Where is this guy from that he has a Van Fleet? I don't know. I have man. no idea. Where are you from? <laughs> and I know you guys don't fact check it. I don't yeah, fact we'll check that. shit. We'll but anyway, the point being is that you have organizations like the Spurs, for example, yeah. who finds a Manu Ginobili, mm-hmm. who, you know, second rounders, Tony Parkers. You Very know. smart organization, by the way. Shout out to the Spurs. Yeah. 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 Right. And that's what I'm saying. And then, you know. Danny uh, Green owes this contract that he got. That's what I'm saying. He was, and that you got. He wasn't doing he nothing wasn't until shit. They He came him. out of UNC and then nobody yeah. really heard of him until the Spurs picked him up. Yeah. He got drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers and went into the Spurs and then Greg Popovich turned him into a, a two-way player. But that's the point. Like that, And I think that that's what excites me the most about franchises, when you can see the diamond in the rough. That's what, yeah, if yeah. you think about it, that's this game in general on all levels. Yeah, facts. The diamond in the rough. Draymond mm-hmm. Green is another example for yeah. me. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say that I knew he was going to be this good. I'm not going to lie. No. But I will say that I knew that he was going to be good. I'm not saying this mm-hmm. good, but when I saw him in Michigan State, I was like, yo, I take him. It's a mistake. I thought... 
Like, yo, like, I swear to Just God. Leave him for the last pick. I, I, what I would do is, like, I do mock draft before NBA game. Uh, mock, uh, excuse me. I would do the NBA mock draft before the actual draft, and I would, I would like, you know, who's going to be a good player? And I would, like, Draymond Green came up on my board. I was like, yo, he's going to be a good one. Watch. Yeah. I remember talk, I had a cousin of mine we used to talk all the time. Watch Draymond Green, watch this guy. Then three years later, we'd see who, who's who. Right. He was one of my guys. I was like, you'll see. You, the NBA, I'm just, I know I'm afraid. No, go ahead. I'm on a roll. The <laughs> NBA, the NBA. This is what this is what pissed me off a little bit. They want the youngest, most athletic guys. Yeah. No matter what your fucking talent level is, I'm not talking younger. You can jump forty inches, and you're eighteen. You know, you're you got a spot. Mm-hmm. You're the future. Well, mm-hmm. and you can shoot. Now they, they put an emphasis on that. I agree. You need to shoot. That's that's starting especially to, if you're a big man. That's starting to be privy now. Yeah. Starting. But if you remember, this is where I'm at with it. When Luka Doncic was drafted, right, and you had who was number one pick from the Phoenix Suns, um, Aiton, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Aiton. We still live in the era where the big, dynamic, athletic big guy, he's gonna be the big man. He's gonna be the next Kevin Garnett. He's gonna be the next. It's like, to me, Doncic was the clear number one pick in my mm-hmm. opinion. It's but we're not married to this idea of skill set. We're not married. It's, it's athleticism, athleticism and youth. If he can jump 50 feet, he's got to be the next Jordan. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, Luca, he doesn't wow you because he's not doing 360 jams. That's all we care about is the big fucking guy that can mm-hmm. dunk on everybody. Yo, the guy is smarter than everyone on the field. Yeah, he's text, mm-hmm. he's, he's textbook savvy. And we're not in love with guys like Larry Bird. We mm-hmm. don't. We're not. We're not in love with that. And I think the game meet. And that's why GMs. And this is my last point. Wrapping yeah. up. That's why GMs are horrible. You're yeah. looking at who looks the best as opposed to who's right. going to get you wins. This is about winning. At the end of the day, you get fired, and I think that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the Phoenix Suns fired, I want to say, I, I know for sure, Kevin. Yeah, they've, Kevin been, they've been bad the they last fired, few years. They like, fired the GM or some <laughs> shit. The GM got fired mm. two years later, uh, or a year later, after the the, the, the the DeAndre Ayton, excuse me, pickup. They're supposed to pick up Luka Doncic. They fire him. The other day, he looks good, but you're fired because you picked the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. And last point, Greg Oden was picked ahead First. of Kevin Durant. Two years later, their GM was fired. Why? Because this is not about who looks the best. Yeah. It's about winning. Who's going to help you win? Right. GMs don't get that shit. I feel like you could go and be a GM right now and probably make a <laughs> that, Yo, I know yeah. I sound like I'm going out of my ass here, yeah. but I swear to God, who scouts more than you? Yeah. Seriously, guy. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I know it sounded crazy because, you know, you, you don't have the credentials in the sense of whatever the fuck they're looking for. But yeah. I'm just being honest. So, like, you're watching the game. So back to your original question, yes. right? Yes. I, I think ex- expanding the playing opportunities for our high school players mm-hmm. not to have to be forced to go to college is a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing on multiple fronts, right? So you got the – they they have to be built for it. So yeah. they have to understand that they're going to play pro with grown-ass men right. outside the U.S., right. which might seem to many people who were born stateside yeah. like less than. Right. But if you go out there and you the Australian They can league, really play. These motherfuckers play. Agreed. They do. 100% right? agree. Anywhere you go around the world, uh, if it is a pro league, they ball. Agreed. Yeah. So you got to be mentally prepared to go. For instance, you go to DR, you're getting fucked up every play. <laughs> oh, of course. So you better <laughs> be ready it. to take lumps. Ah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Agreed. So like, I think that's good. It's a, it's a, it's a good opportunity the for them to The best way to prepare harden. these kids is to have them playing in pro-ams. Yeah. Like... At Dykeman, I've seen a few of them. Like, certain kids, if they're really good enough, some of them will play Pro-Ams. Some of them will play in um, Unlimited. 
Yeah, where they really, where they like, but it's but that's a it's a limited stretch. Exactly, right? there's like very here. few kids that can mm-hmm. really that can really do that. Right, like if, some if kids they, don't have the physicality to actually play against grown men. If they decide, yo, I'm gonna go play pro in Italy mm. out of high school, right? right? Um, a they they gotta know what the fuck they're getting into, but yeah. let's assume they know that, right? Mm-hmm. Now you go. Now here's what happens. Let's let's use New York as the backdrop. You got mm-hmm. a kid from from the Bronx. Right. All that kid knows is the Bronx, mm-hmm. right? Now that kid's going to Italy, a right. place that they have no ties to directly, potentially, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they never would have imagined they'd go. Mm-hmm. Life change, automatic, right. off top. So 100%. experientially speaking, they're leg up. So that's, that's a positive. Yeah. They get to compete at a high level internationally. The game is going global no matter what. Right? right, so now you've got the international appeal. You, if you're good, you're going to develop a fan base. If you make it back to the league, you know, to the NBA, you're mm-hmm. going to bring that fan base with you. Mm-hmm. So the NBA benefits from that as well, because now they point. you're you're leveraging that marketing asset that now has the skill set and the fan base. That's a very mm-hmm. good point, right? right. And then monetarily, they should be better off because they decided to go that route again. Back to the. The Demarcus Cousins comment: College is bullshit. It Why is. is it bullshit for people like them? Yeah. Because they don't get put in position to really succeed and earn degrees that are going to be valuable in the to workplace. them in the workplace. And then a few years, like maybe a year or two after their retirement, a lot of these guys are broke. Broke. Absolutely. There was a thirty for thirty special about that. Yeah, there's a, t- there's like, a few of those. Things. It's really, it's really sad how how these dudes end up. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have the education that really helped them. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of these people at these rookie camps, they take that as a joke. They don't take they don't take the lessons that they've been given serious. Like Antoine Yo. Walker, Yo, he, he was, was bankrupt. Great, great, he was, great he was bankrupt a year after his retirement. Now just, he's now he's um he's with this company. He's basically teaching kids something that basically he was supposed to be taught. No, now he's yeah. learned. Now he learned from the error of his ways. He got over the bankruptcy stuff, and you know. Trying yeah, to, he's trying to rebound. Exactly. Yeah. No pun intended. Another another name is uh, Vin Baker played for Seattle. Working at oh, Starbucks I, or yeah. worked at Starbucks. Worked at Starbucks. He's now on the bench. He's I think, now in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he. You know. He, but that's the, the the point is that to even get to that position, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, in my opinion, um, what I took from the Demarcus Cousins uh, comment, I didn't take it from the standpoint of not getting a good education because. DeMarcus Cousin and guys like him, especially if you made it in the NBA, you can go back to college and finish your degree. Yeah. Like, that's not, nothing's, especially if you got money, like, you can pay. Yeah, like, if you can. There's no excuse for him not to go back to school. Vince Carter did it. He went back and he graduated, like, I think it was three or four years ago. He was in his late 30s, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he graduated and he wanted to do, like, he wanted a show. This guy didn't have to do it, but he did it. Yeah. The point is, they can do it. That's a personal choice. That's not where I'm at. Where I'm at, I think that where I took from it was, I feel a guy like DeMarcus Cousins thinks, you know what? I'm getting fucking, I'm getting used, basically. Yeah. You're making millions off me, and I'm not seeing dollar one of that money. That's where I took it from in yeah. terms of the college. No, game. that's definitely what he meant. But I'm not saying now he didn't more than recoup that in NBA. But many people like him, or even a lesser tier in terms of talent, get exploited just like this the same. Absolutely. And I want to make a quick point about what you were saying about the bad part of the overseas thing. Yeah. I feel like this. If you're going to go overseas, or even if you're thinking about overseas as far as foregoing college, the idea is that you're actually a, 
a credible talent yeah, to even gotta be. have that option. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm. be. So I don't think the floodgates are open just because I want to go to, uh, let's say, Italy and ball as opposed to college. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like that. I mean, it's career suicide if you think about it. Right. If you're not that dude, yeah. you're gonna get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yo, what are you doing? So I and but one name that came up, and I, I'm pretty sure everyone has a, uh, an opinion. Lamelo Ball. From the mm-hmm. Ball family, mm-hmm. you know he. They, they, I'd ever. I want to hear his take. I, on I, I know that's why. Yeah, no, I let you finish. I let you do your thing. And I just <laughs> want to say this real quick. I really respect Levar Ball. Mm. I, I listen. He takes a lot of heat. His his uh, his baller brand probably took a nosedive because of you know the quality of sneaker and all that. But I respect his entrepreneurship. I know he talks out of the lips. Here's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, he has he's exploiting his children in terms of finances for sure. But rather he than Nike. And I respect that. The reason right, yeah, being, that's true. You, either or, someone's getting exploited here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna exploit my fucking kids because they my motherfucking kids. Yeah. Fuck it. If we making a million, them. if I ma- if we making a million, we making a million. Yeah. Not they making a million. Or let's say you make a hundred million for right. them and you keep a million. Fuck that. We keeping the hundred million. Get that mm-hmm. I respect that. He gonna take a flat because a he's a black man and b he's outspoken. That shit is not look a positive. Let's just keep Fair it a hundred. Yeah. So. Back to the mellow ball. Uh, he, a lot of questions was raised. But the thing was, you have to think about it. Mm. It wasn't very popular when he started to do that. Who the fuck was going out there, a big name kid from the, you know, from what's starting to be a, a basketball known name as far as the ball family is concerned? Chino Hills. Like, Chino okay. Hills, yeah. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> there's more to you, bro. This, I just want to say this. There's more to you, bro. Whatever you've been doing, you're the tip. You're not even um, on the tip of the iceberg. I'm dead say, yo, yeah. no smoke. I don't even talk like this. <laughs> My, yeah, go ahead. I don't talk like this. I don't talk like this. Yeah. Word, word. <laughs> yo, we got to talk. We'll talk off air, too. Right. Anyway, here's my point real quick. He took a chance. He's taking a chance on his kid. But his kid is yeah. that good. Yeah. He went to Australia, I believe, The first, uh, his first stop, him yeah. and his other brother, which I forget his name, D'Angelo Ball, was it? Leangelo, yeah, the one that Leangelo. got in trouble with Leangelo. UCLA, yeah. Leangelo Ball, excuse me, thank you. And my point being is that, yes, but they're that good yeah. that they can go everywhere because the NBA is going to be calling because you're dropping 60 at these games. You're dropping 50 with 40, with, excuse me, with 20 assists, 15 assists. Like, I He's see these numbers, I'm like, yo, Julie. is this guy? Yeah, he'd been killing out the Drew Like, what the hell? Are these numbers real? I'm like, nah, this can't be real. But that's my point. Yeah, you he's have an exceptional talent. So I now turn to you, man. What's your what's your take on LaMelo? I think LaMelo in a few years, or maybe a year or so, I think he'll de- he has the opportunity to definitely be a pro. But I mean, who knows? Like everybody says that they want to make the NBA, but it's what you do when you get there that counts. Agreed. Because yeah. a lot of a lot of great talents crash and burn every day. Now, as far as the big baller brand that took a nosedive when old boy started stealing that money. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. That Allen, that Allen dude. He's the reason why. Like back in January, so Spire Institute where Lamelo was supposed to play at. Well, Lamelo did play at. Played, yeah. They were supposed to play at Hoop Hole, this big event in Massachusetts mm-hmm. that goes on every January around MLK weekend. That's over at uh, at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the Allen guy, he wanted ten thousand dollars. Or probably more just to get that school to play. So that's the reason they had to back out of that event. Wow, scumbag. It was because of him. He was the reason why. Because he was asking for money. And then there was the situation where he got money from LaMelo's, I think, no, Lonzo's accounts and stuff like yeah, that. He was so he sw- yeah, cash. basically he swindled them for a million, uh, probably a couple million dollars. 
That's crazy. And that's why that brand took a nosedive. Because, like, fa- like, quote, unquote, family and yeah. business don't mix. Don't mix. That's right. He yeah. But then again, I guess what they didn't know was that he was a felon. He, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a felon. Like, he was <laughs> a, like, that wasn't his first rodeo. Like, he had been in prison for embezzling money. Oh, shit. Yo. They didn't even know that up until after a media member asked Lonzo about that. Can I just I just want to add to that real quick. So my take on the the, the baller brand in mm. terms of it taking a nosedive that is obviously the prominent the main reason why reason. it went down. And I dispute none of that. But where I'm at with it was the actual quality of the product that they had. In terms of Lonzo, his shoe is actually broke game during games at Laker games. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> well, it I'm t- not saying. <laughs> listen, listen, just to be fair, All just right. so you know, I'm not hitting below the belt here. Yeah. Nike would fucking Zion Williamson yeah. had that big thing happen. Right. Like, it happens. But what I'm saying is they're a startup versus Nike being a powerhouse. Right. Yeah. And that's Nike where I'm can at. recover. Easy. You can you can be yeah, like, you know can. what, fuck that. You know, we'll, we'll send make another them, new We'll sneaker. send them five hundred pairs of shoes. Yeah. Whereas the Boiler Brands just started, that's a bad look and early they, in the game. And they were overpriced too. That's yeah. another part. Yeah, that Way too nice. much money. Nike Nike's not selling sneakers for that much. And if they and if there are Nikes or Jordans being sold, it's probably from a from a some store somewhere they trying to get they trying to get that back so they'll sell them for more than what they worth. But yeah, the big ball brand, the fact that they were charging like four hundred and some change for some sneakers, like I guess they were just in it for the money part as oh, far, for sure. Like you know what I'm saying. But then again, like Starbury, he chose to sell his like Stephon Marbury start um Dave's joint alum by the way. Okay. Um, oh what? Yeah, I did not know. Yeah. Anderson. So yeah. Um. What? Make a long story short. That's yo, dope. Four years in the game. Yo, yo, give me. Give me some, um. So brother. yeah. Don't make a long me. story short. So he chose to make um his sneakers cheap. Yeah. Right. I I, I, I wouldn't say cheap. Let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Affordable. Low cost. That's affordable. Low you, cost. Yes. That was a brilliant plan, and he was making some guap for a while. I, right. I, I, those I bought a pair, and I can tell you, I played ball in them. Yes. They were. They were fair quality for yeah. playing basketball. Okay, like they, they weren't like pay less. I was playing outdoor, and they were, I was beating them up, and they held up fine. That's that's what's up. Yeah. But they were, they, I mean, they were good. That was that was a smart decision. What the ball family did, as far as those sneakers, there was like, yeah, like you got like a lot, a lot of these kids that like sneakers and stuff like that. Most of them are from poor communities, yeah. so they they will sell their last just to get the, a pair of those sneakers. Yeah. You got to think about people in the communities, like. Years and years ago, people were killing each other for Jordans. Yeah, Jordans. Um, Jordans' message was Republicans buy sneakers too. <laughs> like you, like y'all have to understand. Like, as athletes and as celebrities, entertainers, whatever have you, you have a social responsibility to the people that you serve. Facts. And that's the the kids. The that's youth. Dave. That's Dave Jones' motto right there. Yeah, you have to have a social responsibility. Same for me. Like. Even though I'm a writer, I'm not that. I'm not. A, I'm not a celebrity. You're not big time yet. I'm not big yet. time yet. I no, still have a because you would have told me no if I would say, "Yo, come nah, to me." Like, nah, I can't fuck with y'all right now. I still would have. Hell no. I still would have. You know what I'm saying? Hell no. Every publicity is good for. Oh, sorry. Let me phrase that. Every publicity is good publicity. I take it. Right. Yeah, hell yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like even me, I still have a social responsibility to the kids or to my readers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. I've got kids looking up at me, the old heads looking at me, college coaches looking at me. You know what I'm saying? So I owe them, you know, I owe them to be responsible. I got to give them good content, you know what I'm saying, factual content. Um, but just make it good. 
You know, yes. I'm not trying to be like everybody else. That's don't half-ass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, I just want everyone and to give them the raw talent, the like the 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 the, the raw work, the real stories, mm-hmm. not like you know the fluff pieces and the bullshit. Yeah, like 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 I said, going back to the video guys, like I don't know if you've seen the the um the Bleach Report thing on the Jelly Fam. Nah. From, yeah. So basically, a couple years ago, at Saint Ray's, like they did the interview. Unfortunately, there was a couple other people that that did the interview. But they cut my part out. What? Probably f- because of the fact that I probably told a real story. Mm, like, you exactly. know, these entities, they like to control the narrative. Yeah, for sure. So basically they they told they they talked about the you know the glamour and everything. Like I think they cut it down to three minutes, the uh, video. Okay. What happened was like I talked I told the story about how Isaiah Washington was a last minute um entry into Elite 24. Uh-huh. A lot of people Probably may not remember that now, but originally he wasn't chosen. Oh, I didn't know that. And then, like, he had his great game at Diamond. Time, he had, yeah. like, 46 points. And then at the 11th hour, he got the call to play in the game. And then he went out and scored 36 points against Trayvon Duvall. Wow. I, I remember crazy. seeing that. I remember all the hype around that. Yes. But a lot of people don't know that he was... He, originally, he, he was not supposed to be to in be the there. game. Wow. But I, I, get, I told that part, and... I guess they went for the glitz and the glamour. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. That's, that's, and that hurts the kids. Like, the videos are fine. The mixtapes are cool, but they don't tell the whole story. Right. They're going to show what they want to show. And that hurts the kids even more. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to see their deficiencies. You're only going to see the good stuff. The highlights. Yeah. I mean, highlights it, don't always help. No. I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's where a person like yourself and a person, people like us come into play to mm. tell the entire story. Yeah. But in my opinion, they're not, they don't give a shit about the truth. They don't. They just give a shit about partial truth because they're really selling more an image than anything yeah. else. Everything he looks great. He's healthy. He can jump. He can score 50. Fuck the backstory. Yeah, like what's like Charlemagne said, nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. True. You know, true. you know, in this particular case, it's not necessarily a lie. I think it's yeah. just not the whole truth. You know right. what I mean? But I, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with what you just said. Yeah. But so I think that that's so that's something to to really understand. They're controlling the narrative because they're just trying to sell, 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 sell. Exactly. Don't give a fuck about these kids. They, they don't, don't care about the kid. Period. I want to say real quick, we had this uh, young man. Um, in uh, St. Raymond, the starting point guard that's there now. Malachi Smith. Malachi Smith. Who's up? Uh, Good was, kid, man. Was, was, I've known you know him what? since he was... I'm going to put this kid in my pocket. Wait, where do we have Malachi? <laughs> huh? You said we had Malachi? No, no, no. So, that man, I'm going to explain his story. I saw Malachi Smith in the gym mm-hmm. by himself, yeah. sitting down in St. Raymond. I walk up to the kids just myself. I say, hey, man, um, my name's Emilio. I'm a yeah, I think I here. heard this story before. No, before. no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think he's... Now, he hasn't told it here. I, I don't remember saying it here, but then he probably read my fucking mind. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I think he... I think you probably said it in a, in a recent episode, but go ahead. Yo, go ahead, dude, yo. Shit. Get the, the fuck fact that I don't remember, that's bad. Me, shake it out of <laughs> but yeah, go on. <laughs> yo, God has blessed you. Yo, check <laughs> this out. So I walk up to the young man. I introduce myself. I say, hey, man, um, my name's Emilio. I'm a former alum here. I'm, well, I'm not former. I'm alum here in St. Raymond, but I'm also a member of Dribble and Dimes. Mm-hmm. I shook his hand. He just looked at me very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like standoffish, like the defense mode was on. Yeah. And I guess he took it like, yo, like, oh, he's media type shit in the back of his head. Mm. The reason I said that is because I was like, yo, so have you decided what school you're going to? Yeah, I'm heard this I'm story coming on. I'm I, coming. I do remember this. I'm coming in here on some, like, yo, just 
you know, how, you know how you doing, friendly, um, yeah. Saint Raymond people. I'm not really coming did. like yo, yo, Malachi yeah, is coming. He's going to. That's yeah. that's not what that's not what I was on. Yeah, he probably. But I understood yeah. it after when I walked away. I was like, oh mm. shit, he's probably getting bombarded with shit like this all the time. But not until that moment did I realize, yo, I'm on the, kind of on the other side of the fence. For people like him, because we're all trying to get the inside scoop, break a story. Well, at least that's what they think. Get the million fucking yeah, views. Yeah, that's what everybody. And I just want to say, Malachi, if you're listening, man, that was definitely not my intention, my brother. <laughs> Yo, I swear, I just really offer some Saint Raymond strength. Yeah, just trying and, to feel. And you. just in case uh, you do get an offer from the University of Massachusetts, take it. Yeah, worry. we need to build that pipeline back up, baby. Worry, man. The way he's playing right now. He might get more offers. Yeah, I'm, I'm more sure. and yeah. more. I think this year is going to be a big year for, for him. him. Yeah, for him, Gary Lewis, yeah, yeah. all yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. at St. Ray's that's still there. But no, Malachi, good kid, soft spoken. Known him since he was in elementary. You know, me and his step pops, Elliot, really cool. This man that's is dope. part of the family. Um, I swear to God. He was at the barbecue <laughs> yeah, last nah, but week. Yeah, he's, he's 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 a good kid. Very yeah. soft spoken. Doesn't talk much, but right. when he says something, he has a reason to say it. And He's gonna. I think he's gonna be really good. Agreed. You know, whatever school smart, lands him, kid. very yeah, smart. Kid. Whatever school, whatever school lands him, they're gonna get a, a a tough kid, thoroughbred, a kid with passion, a kid with heart, but right. also a good citizen, mm-hmm. good young man. You know, his parents brought him up well. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna do really well in life. So I, I want to give you like a, I guess a rap question because we got we got to start making moves over here. Okay. All right. What's What's next for Dave's joint? Like, what should people be looking at Dave? If if I don't know anything about Dave's joint, mm-hmm. right? Why would I want to go check out Dave's joint? What is it about Dave's joint that's gonna pull me in? Because I'm giving I'm I'm giving you quality information. I'm giving you basically something to look at versus the bigger names. That's only gonna highlight the marquee players. I'm giving you the kids that nobody else really knows. Mm-hmm. Or cares to know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you real stories. I'm giving you stories about events of, of where to be at and how they started. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not looking for that, then hey, you there's, can go. There's watch. other stuff out there. Yeah, right. right. But I, can I just say, man, he's giving you an alternative to actually know the inside scoop of players that are basically unknown because they're not the superstars of tomorrow, or at least thought not to be. But as we later see, like at my point about the GMs, man, don't go with the hype all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Know the nitty gritty from the beginning. And I support you, my brother. I'm going to be checking you out more. I'm glad that you support us as well. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show and lending all of your knowledge, which is like a trillion, cabillion, fulfillion. <laughs> Yo, fragments you, of you information. A lot of this dude knows a million names. Dave's Joints got joints. Yeah, davesjoint.net. Check him out. Check yeah. us out, bro. I got, I got one bonus that I need, right. to, I need to know. Burning okay. question of mine. All right. Ready? How did you come to find out about dribbling dives? Um, I probably stumbled on it on Instagram, and okay. then I saw um, I saw the the interviews that you guys had done. Um, Lopez, um, RJ and Mass, Felipe, Felipe actually grew up not down the block from me yeah, when he yeah. first came from DR. Yeah. So he's from one forty second and Brook, you know. And then I figured I figured that out later on because. Somebody that my mom knows, she told me, oh, I grew, um, Felipe grew up around here, this, that, and the third. Hmm. And then when I saw the 30 for 30, I'm like, he, like he, he actually went to school in the same building that I went to middle school oh, with. Oh, wow. That's crazy. When it, like, it used to be Burke, known as Alexander Berger, 139. 
So I'm like, well, yo, he's from around my neighborhood. You know, so yep. um, as far as dribbling dimes is like, you know, it's a platform that I've grown to love. You know, I keep, appreciate that. Emilio, Manny, keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I hope that um, that dribbling dimes continues to grow and grow because more people need to hear these stories. I appreciate that, and it, and it wasn't setting you up to big us up. I was just really curious, like <laughs> how you found us. But that's that's dope, man. I appreciate oh, oh, that. Oh, well, last thing, well, last thing. I, this shit, this, when I saw you, I saw him downstairs, and I didn't know the gentleman at yeah. the time. And I said, "Damn, I feel like I should know him." Like, why? Because <laughs> he's six nine. No, no, no. On top of that, uh, yo, my first initial instinct before when I left you, I didn't know who you were. I was yeah. like, "He's got to be somebody's brother in the NBA, somebody that, yeah. or somebody in college, somebody yeah. like somebody's brother, something." He should be familiar. He should be like this. Yeah. This is a fake. So this is what the face I came up with. This is not NBA. And this is not basketball really at all. Okay. This man right here looks like Praz Prazwell oh, from the Fugees. Oh, I can see it. Look up the, the Fugees. Fugees. I'm going to look that up. You look don't know who that is. Well. You don't know who that is. Prize. I might have heard the name before. The man looks I know like Prize. And, um, um, and, and um, Wyclef. Wyclef. Yeah. Prize yeah. is the third he's, member. He's okay. the one that's least known. But your three. face yeah. and his, you might have an extra Yo, family. I'm going to look that up. Your face and his, brother. No, nah, but then again, before the... um. Before when we when we saw each other downstairs, I knew who you were. Okay, I, I figured you did. <laughs> I walked away. I was like, "Damn, maybe I." And when I got to see my brother, I was like, "Yeah, he got a tall guy." I was like, "Damn, I saw him downstairs. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't know who you were. I apologize for that." No, that's fine. I, 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 I was going to tell you. He was probably be like, "Yo, this nigga's on some diva shit." We just yeah. it already. <laughs> Yo, but yo, thank you for being here, man. It's a thank pleasure. You. It's a real pleasure to have you. People like you keep doing your thing, brother. Thank you. We'll promote each other. We'll see each other at the top, brother. Facts. All right? Yeah. All right, peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dives. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.